Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation will showcase the findings from the latest UBS Investor Sentiment Survey, a quarterly survey which takes a pulse on what's top of mind amongst investors from across the globe. Today we will highlight the top concerns on the minds of investors and how they are preparing their portfolios. This includes thoughts on inflation, recent market performance, the upcoming U.S. midterm elections, and more. Joining me for the conversation today, glad to welcome back to the podcast, Danny Sherrill, Global Thought Leadership Analyst with the UBS Client Strategy Office, as well as Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Danny, Brian, great to be with you both. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you both for spending some time with our listeners, our clients. I know we do have a lot of ground that we want to cover over the next few moments. So to get right into it, uh, Danny, maybe to set the scene, investor sentiment at the moment, what does that consist of per the latest survey findings? What would you say investors are most concerned about at the moment? Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. It's always so great to be here and talk through these findings, especially right now with kind of the volatility that's going on in the market. So in the U.S. specifically, we saw that investor sentiment dropped significantly this quarter, which isn't too surprising. Investors are still feeling the effects of inflation. The war in Ukraine and geopolitical concerns are still ongoing. And here in the U.S., we're facing some political turmoil ahead of the midterm elections, which always cause increased volatility in the market. While investors aren't panicking, we see that they're actually feeling a bit paralyzed. About three quarters don't know what to invest in right now and also fear making a bad investment decision. As a result, we've seen cash holdings tick up slightly despite the fact that holding cash can be really risky in an inflationary environment. So mostly they're feeling concerned over politics, inflation, and geopolitics but they're really not panicking, which is good to see. So quite a range of concerns if we single out inflation for a moment. Inflation concerns have been top of mind among other items, though have been top of mind amongst investors for many months now, and we have covered inflation during prior conversations here on the podcast. As it stands today, Danny, how are investors feeling the impacts of inflation? Yeah, as you mentioned, we've obviously been talking about inflation for a month now, and we keep surveying investors on it every quarter. So in the past, we asked investors more about how they're feeling the effects of inflation day to day, and they told us about increased prices in places like supermarkets and gas stations. But as it persists, we pivoted this quarter to focus more on some of the longer-term effects of inflation and asking investors how those are impacting them. And what we found is that half of investors here in the U.S. about are concerned about their retirement savings in the wake of inflation, which is really interesting while 4 in 10 investors are holding off of, on a big purchase, and also 4 in 10 are highly concerned about the value of what they will pass on to the next generation. So we can see that inflation, as it's persisting, has these effects beyond just what investors are buying today, but it's having an effect on how they think more broadly about their future, about retirement, and what they're willing to pass on. Despite these inflation concerns and the range of impacts being felt, Brian Rose, to welcome you into the conversation. Per the latest investor sentiment survey findings, investors appear to be holding on to cash. Why do you think that is, Brian? Obviously, uh, high inflation makes holding cash unattractive. The value of that the cash is you know, dwindling um, day by day. But uh, you know, not too surprising under you know recent circumstances that you know you might hold on to cash because it, you know we just had the bear market 
inequities and a lot of talk about recession. So uh, a lot of uncertainty and it feels, you know, maybe feel safer to, to hold cash, even though, you know, in the long run that it's not a good investment. And, you know, I think that's, you know, show it in the, in the survey, a lot of people unsure about what they should invest in at the moment. And also, you know, you, you see headlines, uh, again, we had a bear market, you, you worry about the making bad decision, losing money, as opposed to just, uh, you know, holding, holding on to cash. Uh, there's also some, you know, maybe one in four uh, investors that are you know, looking for the market to decline further. And then, you know, then they might buy, uh, you know, try to try to buy at the at a better price. So I think, you know, no, no shortage of reasons for investors to be holding cash at the moment. Brian, that's actually a good segue into my next question. Just given all of the uncertainty out there caused by the market volatility, as you pointed out, we are still in a bear market. Where can investors look to for opportunity right now? Yeah, so one thing to keep in mind uh, amid all the the volatility and uncertainty is that, you know, there's risk of investing. You you know, you you could... uh, Buy buy stocks and they go down the next day. There's also risk in waiting too long, and uh, you know historically this is this has been a big problem. You know, people are waiting waiting for the market to go down, and uh, when it doesn't, they're they're sitting in cash for a long time and they they miss out on the, you know long term opportunities to uh, to invest. So keep that in mind. There's there's risk in in taking action. There's also a risk in waiting and, and just holding on to to cash. And uh, anyway, at the moment, we see within equities, uh, we, we have preferences for value and also for defensive sectors and also for quality. So you know, in, in a riskier environment, uh, you know, make sense to, to hold some, uh, you know, some defensive stocks. But also keep in mind that, we, you know, you have higher bond yields now and we are coming out of a period for a long time where if you wanted any kind of yield, you had to take a lot of risk. You had to buy riskier bonds. That's no longer the case. You know, yields are higher. So investors could consider uh, buying high-grade bonds, you know, buy government bonds or other highly rated bonds because they, you know, the yield are more attractive than they than they have been in, in recent years. Running with investor response a bit, Danny, it was interesting. I know that we saw within the investor sentiment, despite all of the market volatility, in particular, millennial and younger investors are most interested in increasing investments at the moment versus staying on the sidelines or trying to time the market, which is ill-advised. What do we think that is, Danny? And what types of advice are younger investors looking for right now? Yeah, about one in four investors here in the U.S. are opportunistic and said that if the markets were to decline further, they would actually invest more. So we found that really interesting. But when we dug into the data further, we realized that millennial and younger investors were more than twice as likely to buy the dip than investors who are boomers and older. And I really think this is because millennials have a longer time horizon. They see the benefit of buying now while valuations are really low, and they have time on their side. So they can see kind of the forest beyond the trees and see that if they get in now, their investments will grow in the future. Because of the volatility, they're really interested in advice on opportunities to generate yield in the market right now. 
And like I mentioned before, they have a longer time horizon. So they're also highly interested in long-term investment themes, which CIO is really focused on. Danny, if we focus on another segment for a moment, maybe we can spotlight business owners. How have they been navigating through this challenging, uncertain environment? And what does the overall sentiment amongst business owners look like at the moment? Yeah, business owners tend to be optimistic by nature. They started their own venture. They're, they have high confidence in their themselves and their abilities. And as a result, sentiment around their own business remains high. About three in four business owners are opportunistic about their own business right now. And despite all of the kind of uncertainty in the market, they're still planning to hire and invest more in their business. However, they're facing cost concerns, and they're actually going to pass on these higher prices to their customers instead of decreasing their margin. margin, sorry. So despite the fact that half of business owners have raised their prices in the last six months, 48% plan to raise prices going forward. So that's not really good for inflation, but I'm glad that business owners are, you know, not taking their, not decreasing their margins in this time of really, really high uncertainty. It's exciting to hear that they're focused on innovation going forward. So six and 10 are looking to identify and hire new employees while more than half are actually looking for new supply chain options. So despite cost concerns and a volatile market, they're really looking to innovate in these next six months. Thank you, Danny, for some takeaways there on business owners. Very interesting. Before we close out the conversation for today, to shift focus a bit, Brian, we are getting closer and closer to the midterm elections here in the U.S. in November, just a few months away at this point. And I know this did come up as a topic of interest within the investor sentiment survey. What kind of policy issues are top of mind amongst investors at the moment, Brian? Not surprisingly, uh, you know, every time you do a survey, the top concern is is the economy. This is uh, almost always the case. As back in the Clinton era, if you remember that, it's the economy, stupid, and uh, this is still the case. And beyond that, you know, what's what's interesting is that uh, investors they favor Republicans uh, in terms of the economy and especially on taxes. Right? Republicans are always the ones who want to cut taxes, but on uh, health care and Social Security, you know, there they favor the Democrats because the Democrats always want to make those more generous. And uh, the problem is that, that that's not a very good combination in terms of the budget deficit. So, you know, uh, you can't get everything that you want. And anyway, interestingly, we, you know, we just had the Democrats in the Senate using reconciliation to pass a fiscal package. And that focuses on, uh, you know, on climate issues, but also with it includes money for uh, you know for healthcare, which is again top of top of mind for um, you know, for a lot of investors. Well, Brian, Danny, thank you very much for joining our listeners, our clients here on the UBS Conversations podcast channel for some takeaways from the latest UBS Investor Sentiment Survey. A lot here that we will continue to track in future conversations. So, looking forward to having you both back. Thanks, Dan. As a reminder to our clients and their listeners, the latest UBS investor sentiment can be located on UBS.com forward slash investor dash sentiment. You can locate the findings as well as additional insights. Plus, you can locate market insights from the chief investment office via UBS.com forward slash research. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. 
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy.